Kia ora. My name is Marianne Cotter and this is the Horse-Human Connection, how we learn from horses. My guests throughout the series and I all know the outside of the horse reflects the inside of the human. From dreaming about horses as a young girl to now having two beautiful steeds, Thomas and Frosty, I know that my horses have taught me way more than I have ever taught them. So I started this podcast to speak with equine industry people and connect with others around the world and share the horse-human connection, how we learn from horses. Kia ora, Sally Goldsmith. So good to have you here. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. You've a um, uh, got a really interesting background, um, but um, it, with horses and, and a lifelong passion. Um, at the moment, you're a, um, you've got a fantastic role as a, uh, in education as an equine manager for students at a high school, which is amazing. So, you grew up in a, in a city with non-horsey parents. Tell us about your journey. <laughs> Where yeah. did it all start? Well, yeah, ma'am, you know me well because um, we lived around the corner and we grew up in a suburb with very non-horsey parents. Absolutely. And I think I rode my first horse when I was about three or four years old at a family friend's farm. Yeah. And when I was around five or six years old, I pestered my parents to take me for riding school lessons. Yes. And had, had one lesson at Sandow Riding School, and I was hooked. Wow, that what hooked it. you? Um, yeah, it's hard to kind of pinpoint it, but I think um, I really liked the riding, but I really loved the horses. It was always about the horses. And as any little girl who's been horse riding, you come back and you don't even want to wash your hands because there's this the smell. smell of horses. <laughs> yes. And when you're a city girl, there's just this connection with the horse and the country and the whole feel. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I hear you. Fantastic. Um, and what happened after that? So you had riding lessons and so you just became hooked. Riding lessons once a week, I was hooked, absolutely hooked. And I would do anything I could to get anywhere near horses any time of the you know after school on the weekends um various riding schools um had a little rally 20 bike that I would ride around to paddocks near the district um would sometimes come and ride your horse and I've got a photo of Sally and I when I must have been about 12 you were about nine on the back of my horse, tied up outside uh, our suburban house. And we are both on this horse. We used to ride around. I think we had helmets on. They were dodgy old helmets. <laughs> Very un-PC in the day. And just ride around suburban streets with no fear, actually. Yeah, we? we would. And, like, we would ride with any friends who had a horse. And a lot of friends didn't have a saddle. Like, they yeah. just had a horse with a bridle. And we would ride anywhere around the riverbank along footpaths um canter on the verge and walk (laughs) over the drive and carry on it was no fear absolutely Absolutely. no fear at all and i think that's something that um horses teach us is that no fear and it was the sense of as we say freedom like um we would say to our parents okay we're going riding for the day and leave on push bikes it sort of eight o'clock in the morning, ride out to the country to a riding school, be gone all day. Yeah. 
and then um, come back and would be gone all day with just us and the horses and um, yeah there was no one came to check no <laughs> I remember be riding home on my rally 20 filthy after being on that bike for hours to get to where we wanted to go because there was no parents dropping you off anywhere yeah and um, come home absolutely knackered and starving but the trust um, I think that we had and the ability for us to honor that passion yeah um, was was wonderful in those days absolutely and we would do anything we could so um, riding lessons you know they were expensive and mm. um, so we would go to these riding I would go to this like riding school and work all day, all yes. day, and um, to have one ride for one hour, like, and that was the highlight. And um, and it was even better if you got the horse that you really wanted yes. to ride. Yes, <laughs> you always um, had a favourite. You had a favourite horse. Um, but but the whole experience, um, you know, horses are eighty percent care and sometimes less than twenty percent riding. Mm. But the care side of it, did you enjoy that? Yeah. I loved the care side of it. And and just you know, I remember getting my first brush. Um <laughs> long before I ever got a horse, I had brush and, yes. I, and I would keep that brush in yes. the bottom of my school bag because there were these paddocks on the way home from school that you could go and sometimes you could brush this horse on the side of the paddock at the paddock and it was yeah. Wow. Quite funny back now. Yeah. yeah. It's still the same. I still feel the same. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me um, what happened from there. So as a child, you you, you had your lessons and the passion was just all there. So what what happened from there? Yeah. So the passion was absolutely there. And my poor parents, they they just couldn't give up on that. We we moved house and um, my father told me that one time he came home from work and my mother said, for goodness sake, would you just shut that child up? She's been going on and on and on about getting a pony. And so he said that he came in and said, okay, as soon as we move house, you can have a pony. Well, I held him to that. The day we moved house, I think we went out and bought a pony. And um, the first pony was um, a little chestnut Arab called Sani. She was about $300. And (laughs) we bought her from... A paddock over in Ferrymead, and if anybody knows Ferrymead Heathcote Valley area, there is a motorway that runs through that that yes. takes you through to the Littleton Tunnel, and so I would ride this horse up and down the motorway, and yes, because there was this big grass verges, yes, um, with trucks going up and down the motorway. No fear, no no worries at all. Amazing, and and there were lots of us doing this. There were yes. little ditches next to the motorway, and you could. Right there, and so that was how it began. Absolutely. So you would have you you would have gained so much experience and knowledge from um, doing that sort of brave riding on the side of a motorway <laughs> that you don't see so much these days. But um, you know, that, what do you think you gained from that? Yeah, I think it's it's the Kiwi way, right? Yeah. Like, um, you just use what you've got. Yes. And work with that. The number eight wire. We you know we didn't have fabulous paddocks and arenas back in those days and um you just rode wherever you could when you could wherever you could yeah um so yeah i didn't even realize that i was being brave no and i think um i look back now at 
how and look at the children now how they how they ride and it's all very protected it's all very safe it's all um it's it's all very sort of i guess clinical compared to how we grew up in the day where it was just this is what you've got you make do with what you've got absolutely um, yeah Yeah. and I think I've really appreciated that because I've had to work for it all myself and not have it handed to me sure um and really trying to instill that now in my in my current role where I work with students in that it's a privilege to have a horse um, yes very much so but you have to look after it and nurture it but then you have to work hard to kind of absolutely so just um great segue into that so you're you're an equestrian manager for students and education and wow that must be such an insight into um those young minds of like what are we talking 14 to 17 year olds yeah what do you notice about um students that um have uh, go down the equine path it's really interesting we um i work with a huge range of students and um, some are very talented academically and some are more challenged in that regard sure they all have this sense of compassion and empathy every mm. single one of them wow and that comes from this love for animals it, you can't just ride horses without loving animals and sure horse riding is a huge leveler like you can have the f- most fanciest horse in the whole wide world and be doing really really well but then the next day it's lame or you've fallen off or um for whatever reason you don't do so well yeah. and it doesn't really matter what your budget is um the horse will bring you down to earth very quickly wow yeah and i think that that's a trait through throughout the whole equestrian scene Absolutely. is that everybody is pretty down to earth yes um and pretty empathetic yes um yeah it's certainly yeah you have to have that trait but like you say the horse um you know that leveler is just amazing i remember watching um zara phillips at the london olympics and her horse wouldn't go into the dressage arena at all and you think about the amount of time and energy and money and passion mm. and emotion that would have gone on for that minute for that horse to go mm, not today yeah. <laughs> it really is that huge leveler so you so so the students you notice have that empathy and the understanding about um how it can be a leveler what else do you notice yeah i really notice um with um there are students who who don't do so well academically mm. but when they come in to do their um, studies in the equine part of their um, curriculum or their horse riding for sport, they actually apply themselves really, really well and they really can excel in that area. Wow. So you really can't tell if they're going to be a good um, equestrian by their academic wow. sort of style or their ability yeah. to apply themselves to something that they're so passionate about. Sure. So um, they do apply themselves. What else do you, what, what, what do you think of the, why do they apply themselves? Like what, what's the difference? Mm, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, it's a really hard one to sort of know, but I think 
it's something that they want to do yeah. you know um some of them are pretty competitive right you know yeah. in a sporting sense but they still have to care and love this creature it, it's not a journey that they can do on their own it's it's not like a a bicycle that you can just park in the shed sure they have to look after this animal yeah and the animal must come first and if that doesn't happen then um you know they're not only training themselves to be good athletes or whatever they also have to train this animal to be a good athlete sure yeah it's even two, if it's two know, minds two bodies two creatures yeah yeah two minds not just yours it's not just yeah. yours and so there is this um i guess this is why um they have to care for it almost like a, a child of their sure, own yeah um which i think is why you see perhaps in horse riding at a junior level as a lot of girls are involved um and it's predominantly girls until sort of adulthood where you start to see males um get involved as yeah, well yeah right so there's that real nurturing thing happening yeah so I always think that sort of my horses um support my mind body and spirit um and I suppose what you've been talking about is the the spirit um what about physically yeah how do you physically um you have to be quite fit to horse ride and you have to be quite strong so um what I notice is horse riders come in all shapes and sizes right and so um, there are big ones and small ones and wide ones and slim ones, but generally they're all pretty strong and you have to be quite hard working. It's a great way to keep active because while you're um, not just riding the horse, you have to you know care for the horse each day and make up its feeds and change the covers and um, muck out their paddocks. And so you do notice that most horse riders seem to be quite toned you know and yes. we talked about this the other night it's like they um you don't notice a lot of um sort of I guess flabby kind of horse riders around no it's really, that's right um, yeah and you see that with you know at all levels so um yeah absolutely yeah and I suppose the other thing is that the, um you know for for young people um you can't be on your phone <laughs> You can't be on your phone. It, it's um, I see it a lot with with um, people who may be um, a little bit um, having some challenging times and sure um, and they in their lives and and we all have those and where you might actually go well um, I'm not feeling so good today. Today is a bit of a mental health day and I you know I'm not feeling so good about myself, but. To go and talk to your horse mm. and just hang out with your horse mm. is something that is really good for the mind and the soul um, because they don't answer back. No. They're still happy to see you mm. and you just can just be with them. Even if you can't ride, you can just hang out with them and brush them and care for them and, and they will be there. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I remember having a bad day and going and lying, it was the middle of summer and going and lying in the paddock, just closing my eyes and my my older mare, wise old owl she is, came and just stood over me and fell asleep. 
And I always felt like she was this protector that was going, you're right, Mum. You know, it was just such yeah. a beautiful moment. And that, yeah, just being in the now with them is yeah. incredible for, for mental health. Yeah. So you talked about challenging times and how being with them is really important. When has your passion for horses helped you in challenging times personally? Yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of challenging times, mm. and, and like most of us, um, it's something you can do, like, if, particularly um, I've had a, a, a busy kind of corporate-style career up until now, until the last year or so, and um, I would come home often at the end of a day and just um, just need some time for myself. And, yes. Um, sometimes I would just get on that horse and just go for a, just a quiet hack, you yeah. know, like out and through the forest or down the road and... Um, or just do some basic sort of schooling or flat work or something and just really um, unwind. Mm. And it's just me and the horse. Yeah. And just, you know, nothing else to sort of worry about. Sure. And the yeah. fresh air. Absolutely. The yeah, being nature. in nature. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about the nature. It sure is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and it's really funny. You spend a lot of time, like, um, when I'm doing mucking up, knocking out their paddocks or um it's there's nothing much else to do then except think yes you do a lot of your thinking time when you're out there just hanging with the horse it's, absolutely yeah, yeah you as you do. say that you can't be on your phone there's no, no one else to talk to so yeah, yeah. i think it's something also about being having your feet on the earth like you know when we're when we're working in offices and we go from or we're working from home we go from mm. you know concrete floors wooden floors into cars into concrete buildings or or we don't leave our home our feet aren't in the earth yeah as much um as they used to be and you really notice it when you're in your gumboots absolutely um, connected that way yeah yeah oh, that's connected awesome. to nature so. yeah hey sally um if you had someone um or a student that had a calling had that calling that you had when you was younger, or and I had as well, mm. um, to be with horses and have horses in their life. What would your advice be? To yeah, them? do it. Yeah, <laughs> just but, do it. But I also be really mindful because um, do what you can afford to do within your budget. Yes, yeah, sure. Now, if you can't afford to own a horse or have a horse where you care for it, and you haven't got that time in your week or day to to be looking after a horse, it's a huge commitment. Absolutely. Um, and don't sacrifice your family or your relationships just for those horses either because they, those human relationships are so crucial. Yes. But find a way to fit it into your life. And whether that's joining a, um, a riding school that um, puts on overnights for, for you as, a, as, a, as an adult rider or a junior mm. rider, um, or just going once a week or once a month, even if it's just for a Great. trip, or you've got a friend and you can just go and help out. Yes. Um, don't feel that you have to go deep into it. Sure. Yeah. Give yeah. it a go. Fantastic advice. Yeah. Fantastic advice, Sally. Thank you. And um, I think um, I think we've covered a lot of what I was going to ask you. Um, but one of the things I would like to dig a little bit deeper on is. Yeah. Um, what effect have you noticed horses have on young adults? Mm. 
Yeah. It, um, they can be really inspiring for young adults, right? They um, Horses have a way of calming down mm. people um, and giving, some, giving you something to really focus on. And um, I've worked quite a lot with um, young people who have got either mental um, wellness issues or... Um, physical issues as well disabilities um or um physical you know like even like eating disorders and sure, things like that yes and giving them a horse to focus on um and having horses in their lives actually takes their mind off that um it could be bullying it could be um something that's impairing them and this gives them something that's just them and just for them it's the horse in them is the relationship, and it's got nothing to do with anybody else. It's just them and that horse. But also, it's their journey. Like what I've noticed is horses. Um, it's really easy to be quite competitive when you yes. when you get involved with horses, particularly in, in the com- competition scene. Um, but it's all about you and your journey. It's not about someone else in their journey absolutely and there'll always be people who are elite riders and going to be much better than you'll ever be and go sure. to the olympics yeah and then there'll always be the person that just has that plotty old horse at home yeah um that they love and that you you might think oh, why would you have a horse like that but it's their horse and it's their journey and and appreciating that and realizing that when you've accepted that it's this is me and my journey and no one else this is me and my Absolutely. horse. And when someone has figured that out, that's gold. That is what it's all about. It's that's not amazing. about anyone else. What a great insight. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole thing about having to care for another um, another spirit and it's bigger than you. Not physically, but the responsibility well physically mm. usually as well but the responsibility and what they need is bigger than than your than your own um challenges and issues i think it takes you out of your problems absolutely you know? and i'm doing quite a bit of study at the moment learning about different horse behavior and how to adapt my way um to those animals because each horse has quite a different personality mm. Um, no two horses are the same like no. humans right um, and I think getting into that if I behave like this my horse will do that and I've learnt if I'm really stressed at work and I come home and I'm in a bad mood mm-hmm. I should not get on my horse totally because agree. my yep. vibes and my mood yes. will translate right through and yes. I'm going to have a really bad ride Yes, and the horse will pick up on that. Yes. And there's that Winston Churchill saying, "What's on the, what's on the outside of the horse is on the inside of the human." Absolutely. So, the horse is will only respond to how you have taught it, and yes. um, and if you're teaching it badly because you don't realise, but you're giving it the wrong signals, 
then it will respond in a particular way. So Wow. You yeah. must be giving so much fantastic insight to your students. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I bet you are. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. It's, it's, it's a constant journey. You never yeah. stop learning with horses. No. You don't stop learning until the day you die. Exactly. And um, the older, wiser, you know, the people that you meet out there, they know a lot if they've been around horses. The longer they've been around them, the more they've learnt, right? So. Absolutely. But they're always, always always so humble about it. Oh, I don't know everything or um, I'm still learning. You know, we all know that there's, it, there's there can be a surprise every day. Yeah, horses. yeah. It, 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 you never stop learning. And no. I think if, yeah, that's probably the key. Absolutely. So. Wow. Mm. So what, I suppose what's coming out for, for you with your students is that part of this is, is them getting their head around the fact that Life is lifelong learning. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Life is a journey, right? Yeah. There is no destination. You just keep going. Yeah. And it's all about um, what you learn as you go and, and you know, where you travel on that journey, whether yeah. you stay at home and do your thing or go away. It's the whole life is just all about that. And and it's uh, just trying to figure out how to communicate this across, but it's that understanding your own personality and other people's personalities by seeing them around horses as well. It, horses uncover things about you that you didn't even know yes. were there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Emotions. You can get more emotional about a breakup with a horse than you can about a breakup with a human. <laughs> if you're going through a divorce with your horse, you probably shed more tears <laughs> yes. than a divorce with exactly. <laughs> The partner and the love is huge. Yeah, you invest so much time Absolutely. and energy and commitment into yes. these creatures, um, and emotion. It's yeah, this emotion that. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's very hard to explain, but those of you who have ever had a breakup with a horse will understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very well said. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I was thinking. Gosh, you've been around horses for most of your life. Um, any funny stories about horses and riding that come to mind? I'm sure you've got hundreds. Oh, a funny story. Okay. I might have to think about this one for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, I will think about a good one. Um, it's all right. You're yeah. on the spot. Um, Well, not so much a funny story, but um, more kind of the things we used to do and get away with um, mm. that we would never do now. Um, and so um, when growing up, we used to keep our horses at the bottom of a hill in the suburbs, basically. Yes. Um, and a girlfriend and I used to go riding every week after school um, up the hills and a new subdivision was being built up this hill and we got to the, um, we would we'd gallop up the hills and get to the top but realised that we wanted to come back down a different road and we were fenced in yes. effectively. So um, on this one particular day I remember we got to the top of the hill and we thought well, we, we can't get out of here unless we jump the fence. But the horses, it was a wire fence, they weren't going to jump the wire fence. So we took off our um jackets and tied them to the fence to create 
sort of a, a spa, I suppose, like a hunting spa, and tied the fence down a little bit, made it a bit lower, um, and then took it in turns to jump the fence <laughs> while the other one held the horse and took the jackets off. And <laughs> so we could, and once we'd figured this out, we did that all the time yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah. And so we had this secret little way we went and up to the top of the hill um, and took off our jackets, tied them on the fence, jumped the fence, and then... And the farm owner was none the wiser. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bravery. You'd never do that now. No, but. and a little bit of naughtiness, yeah. I, I remember my friend and I riding um, down some long straight roads in Canterbury, throwing a helmet in a ditch. <laughs> it's too hot. We'll get them on the way back. Yeah, and kind of cantering around the, uh, the landscape, free as birds. In our gumboots, on our, in our little steeds, um, pretty damn dangerous. But uh, the freedom and 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 sense of fun, ah, oh, it's incredible. Yeah, 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 it was really neat. It was yeah. really neat. A little bit rebellious. Yeah, I think everything we used to do was a bit like that. We would um, just go for it, you know. With yeah. if there's a way around this, we'll just do it. Yeah, know, absolutely. Like, it did make you quite um, inventive about how we did things, wasn't it? Yeah. Are we going to get yeah. the horses in here? Very good for the very good for the creative mind. Yeah. Hey Sally, I think that's um, what you do is amazing. I think that what you have to give to young people um, is incredible. All of your experiences and knowledge and bravery and just doing it will be amazing for um, um, your role and, and what you're teaching. So. Well done. And it's been so awesome to have you in. Thanks for having me. It's been great to catch up with you. This has been a Door Brothers Studios production with executive producer CJ Door and co producer Mary Ann Cotter. Giggles. (laughs) (laughs) You're delirious now.